Amen. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, kids, for uh, letting us be a part of that special time of worship. Let's continue in worship now, church, by turning in our Bibles to the book of Psalms. We're going to be in Psalm 66, verses 1 to 5 this morning. Psalm 66, 1 to 5, it'll be on your screen as well. Actually, let's, uh, I've kind of liked the last couple weeks how we've been reciting the verse together, so why don't we do that? It's on the screen. Let's go ahead and stand up all together one last time. I know we're doing a lot of standing and sitting this morning. That's okay. Let's read God's word together. It says this, Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, How awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. You can be seated. Well, as you've already noticed, probably, this week is just going to be a little bit different uh, than usual. So every week at Rock Prairie, we open up God's Word and we do something called expository preaching, which is just means trying to figure out what the text meant to the original audience and then applying it to our lives today. And usually we go verse by verse through a book of the Bible, although right now we're in a series where we're kind of taking on different uh, episodes in Jesus's life through the different Gospels. But uh, every once in a while, maybe once a year or so, uh, we want to take some time to just kind of remember and celebrate what God has done at Rock Prairie and look ahead to what we hope that he's going to do in the future. I don't know about you, uh, I can be a kind of forgetful person. And I don't just mean like absent-minded, although I also can be very absent-minded. Um, just this week, I uh, was going using a public restroom, and I was walking up to, a st- to the stall, and I found myself reaching in my pocket for my car keys, like I was going to somehow unlock the bathroom stall with my car. My mind was a million miles away somewhere else, and like, what am I doing with my car keys right now? So anyways, I can be a little bit absent-minded like that, and my wife will certainly, she's not surprised about I didn't tell her that, but she's not surprised at all about that story. Um, but I'm not really talking about absent-mindedness as much as uh, forgetfulness in the sense of uh, missing the opportunity to give God glory for the ways that he's working. And I think certainly in the, the culture that we live in, which is obsessed with kind of moving forward and what's next, it's just really easy to miss the opportunity to take time to reflect on what God has done and to give him praise for what he's done. And so this morning, that's what we are going to do. We're going to give God glory for the things that he's done, and we're going to also talk about some of the goals that we uh we have for our church this next year. So, uh, and then in our in your life groups next week, here's another shameless plug for life groups. So we're kind of starting this as a whole church, talking about what God has done as a whole church. In your life groups next week, uh, you're going to have a chance to do the exact same thing to share about where the ways that you've seen God at work personally in your lives. And so I want uh, each of you to be able to be part of that. So we're kind of starting this two week process, I guess, of praising God for what He's done in our church. And then next week, you're going to have the opportunity to praise God for 
what he's doing in your life. So uh, this morning, I want to invite you, along with Psalm 66, verse 5, to come and see what God has done, because truly he is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. And like uh, Pastor David just prayed, way more awesome towards us than we deserve. And so let's pray one last time, and then we'll talk about uh, some of the ways we've seen the Lord at work this year. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this chance to um, just reflect on who you are, on what you've done, and just give you glory, and just praise you and thank you for the ways that you are truly at work in this place. It is evident, God, you are moving in this place, and we just praise you for that, Lord. So we just ask this morning that you would be glorified in all these things that we talk about, and in the stories that are shared, um, to the glory of Jesus alone, we pray in his name, amen. All right, well, I got some categories of of things that I want to thank the Lord for this morning. And the first one is one that I don't really uh, take time to talk about very often, and so I want to take the opportunity here, and that is uh, to recognize and thank the Lord for our amazing church staff that we have. You see our selfie. One thing we are not amazing at is taking a selfie with all of us in there. If I could have shown you all the outtakes where Pastor Jerry's head's cut off or David's not in it. or So this is, and he's a little blurry in this picture, but this is the best one we got. But this is, I am truly uh, thankful and blessed uh, to be able to work with this group of people week in and week out. Uh, certainly when I just think about our staff and think about the ways that they're gifted, the first word that comes to my mind is uh, humility. Uh, truly, there's not an ego on this staff. There's not one person who's just trying to seek and build up their own corner of pocket of ministry. And, and we really work as a team, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, I'm trying to see, is Pastor Jerry, he's not in here this morning, so, um, but uh, Pastor David here, and uh, Pastor Craig, and uh, Marcy, uh, my assistant, and so much more, and Liz uh, with uh, Children's Ministry, and this is just a great staff, and I'm just truly blessed uh, to work with them. We also just have a lot of fun together. Some of our best times of the week are in, are in our Tuesday morning staff meetings. Uh, we just laugh uh, together. We, get, we update each other on our lives. We pray together. We cry together oftentimes, and uh, we're just very blessed. So I just wanted to uh, take this time and just uh, thank the Lord uh, for the amazing church staff that I am blessed to work with and that this church is blessed uh, to have here. So thank you to you guys and praise the Lord. All right, here's the second thing I want to praise the Lord for this morning and celebrate is the Foundations Discipleship Hour. There's our uh, class. Um, the, I only found one class from Foundations, or picture from our Foundations classes. It's not a very good picture, but this is what we got anyway. This is our current issues class from back in the fall. And uh, about uh, a little over a year ago, as you know, we went through this strategic planning process and brought in a consultant. And through that process, it just became clear that the biggest thing that we were lacking as a church is a kind of strategic discipleship pathway. And so we knew that we needed to be more strategic in the ways that we were uh, doing discipleship at Rock Prairie. The problem was we looked around and kind of uh, felt like a lot of people were already very involved in the church. It wasn't necessarily a problem with people not being involved. Uh, we, we didn't want to just add one more thing to everyone's schedule. Uh, and so uh, we felt like, as we talked about it and prayed about it, that there was this one time where most people were available, and it's from 9.15 to 10.15 on Sunday mornings, right before church. And so uh, we talked about adding discipleship, just classes at that time, uh, 
But as we talked about just adding classes, we realized that really what's baked into the DNA of Rock Prayer, if you're part of our church, you know this, is, is fellowship, is relationships, is the way that we love one another and care for one another and walk alongside one another. And a lot of that happens in life groups. And so we didn't want to just do away with life groups or add something on top of life groups. And so as we talked and prayed about it, that the idea for foundations came, which is admittedly a little bit strange. I don't really know of any other churches that do it kind of like on a rotating basis like this, but uh, we just felt like this was the best way to both be strategic in our discipleship as well as allow for uh, relationships to be made. And, and so we rolled it out to the church, and uh, we didn't know what the reception would be, and truly we're just blown away uh, by uh, all the fruit that has been born of this already. And we could spend the rest of our time talking about it, but needless to say, we're just amazed by uh, what God's been doing through foundations. And so if you're a part of foundations, I I pray that it's been a blessing to you. Uh, It's hard work, you know, and you got to get up earlier than you usually do on a Sunday morning. Uh, And uh, there's sometimes reading involved with the classes and relationships can be messy with people. And it's not just an easy thing. And yet for so many of you, you're putting in the work of making a priority to be here for foundations on Sunday mornings, uh, as well as other discipleship that certainly happens outside of of foundations. But really want to celebrate this major culture change that took place at our church and uh, just been uh, really encouraged by that. So like I've already said a couple times this morning, we're about to enter into life groups. And if you're not in a life group, man, you're, you're just missing out, okay? So I just want to encourage you to be a part of that. All right, so that's foundations. Uh, the next thing I want to thank the Lord for this morning is the number of people who are serving our church and using their gifts in our church. Now, we uh, uh, have kind of a blessing and a curse here at Rock Prairie, and you saw it uh, up front here with the, with the number of kids. So we have maybe, say, 300 people here on a Sunday morning, and easily 100 of those 300 people are kids of fifth grade and under, and that is incredible, and it also uh, makes things uh, a little bit more challenging when we think about how are we going to do discipleship at our church, because the biggest hang-up for us as we started to lay out this foundation's lay up this, out this foundation's idea, is how are we going to disciple the kids at this time? And also, they're going to be also going into Rock Prairie Kids afterwards, and that's a long time for them to just sit and listen to somebody, and what are we going to do? And so we prayed about it, and uh, enter uh, Rhonda McCorkle, who came up to me, I think... It was after, is, do I have this right, after a church softball game? Is that when we first talked about this? And I was completely sweaty and dirty. and Not, uh, not that I've been working hard, but that just happens to me. And uh, but she came up to me and, uh, and uh, said, what if, what if we made breakfast for the kids every morning? And that was it. That was the final piece of the puzzle that clicked it all together. And, uh, and the foundation's discipleship hour was born, but we still needed volunteers. We can't have just Rhonda making breakfast by herself, and so we needed volunteers. And uh, and you all, our church has stepped up big time when it comes to uh, ministering to and discipling the kids of our church. So I asked Liz to get me a list of every single person in our church who volunteers in children's ministry in one form or another. So whether it's in Grandma's house or whether it's, uh, it's at Kids Worship Live or whether it's on a Sunday morning or substituting in a class on a Sunday morning or whether it's in Awana or any number of ways to serve. And we have, from the best that we can tell, 90 different people that are serving with kids at our church. That is unbelievable at a church our size. Yeah, praise the Lord. 
probably churches four times our size don't have 90 different people that are serving with the kids. And so you all are making it a priority. And we could not do ministry the way that we're currently constructed if it was not for you serving in that way. So I, I'm just, if you have served with kids in any capacity over the last year, uh, would, you, if I, would you please stand and so we can recognize the people who are serving with kids. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I know there's more of you too. Amazing. There's another group of people that I want to thank, and that's our worship and production team. Uh, Pastor David put it together, and there are 38 people in our church that use their gifts to lead us in worship, to help us with video and sounds and light and some PowerPoints and all those things that we don't have to think about so that we can enter in uh, to worship. And so uh, in a church our size, that is an incredible number of volunteers. And so if you're involved in the worship and production team, would you please stand and so we can recognize and thank you for being part of that. Yeah. And there's so many other ways. We, we could, again, spend the rest of our time this morning just recognizing volunteers. We don't have time to do that. But I had Marcy uh, add up all the list of everyone who's vol- who serves, uses their gifts to serve in our church in one way or another. And the best we can tell, there's 178 different people, which is a good majority of us that have used their gifts to serve our body. And again, I think that's People ask me um, what I love about Rock Prairie, and I think there's kind of these things that just go into just making our church special, and that's one of them. It's a, it's a group of people who aren't just here to consume, but to use their gifts to serve, and it's hard work, and it's thankless a lot of the time, and so I just want to say from the bottom of my heart as somebody who's serving alongside with you in this role, thank you so much for using the gifts that God has given you to serve the church, and the Bible actually says that it's God who's glorified when we use the gifts that he's given us to serve it's him who is getting the glory and so thank you so much to all of you who have used your gifts to serve and if you're thinking you know what I'd love to use my gifts to serve the body uh, we'd love for you to you can mark it on your connection card that you want to serve or talk to a pastor and we will trust me there's ways we can get you plugged in so we will definitely get you plugged in to serve in one way or another all right we got to move on Another way that the Lord is working in our church, and I just want to give him glory for, is what he's done in missions, in missions. Half of our mission statement is to make Christ known among the nations, right? So we believe you walk under it, under the door every time you walk in here this morning, that our mission is to make Christ known from our neighbors to the nations. And uh, we are super blessed this year to be able to add two uh, missionary partners Uh, in this last calendar year. So the K family in South Asia and then the class at Impact Ministries in Guatemala. So and also you can see on your screen, uh, Pastor Jerry and Pastor Craig went down and visited uh, Rama. Uh, that's Rama. If you're newer with us, she was our children's director uh, before Liz was here, and she is preparing to go to uh, the missions field to reach the unreached. And so she's in a place called Radius International, which is in Tijuana, Mexico, where they are trained up to go to the hardest places in the world uh, to go and bring the gospel where it has uh, never been. And so Pastor Jerry and Pastor Craig were able to go visit her. Uh, last month and just bring some encouragement to her. And, uh, but I want to talk about this a little bit, what, what our vision is with this. Because if you are anything like me a couple years ago, when you hear the word missions, you might start to check out a little bit. Or you might start to think, that's for other people. I don't, I, I don't know anything about other cultures, other countries. I, there's a lot of work to be done here. 
missions is for them, uh, and there's other things uh, for me to worry about. That's truly where I was just a few years ago, but the Lord has really changed my heart in that. And so I want to share a little bit about what our, what our vision is as a church when it comes to missions. See, there are thousands of what are called unreached people groups in the world. Now, this is different than unreached people, right? There are plenty of, if your neighbor doesn't know uh, Jesus, then uh, they, they are unsaved, but they're not a part of an unreached people because there's plenty of churches around here where they could, they could hear the gospel if they wanted to. But there are places all over the world where there's literally zero access to the gospel. Maybe you've heard that before. Maybe you've never heard that before. When I first heard that, I, w- I was shocked. Again, living in a culture that's so saturated with any different translation of Bibles, I couldn't imagine that there would be people who still don't even have a Bible in their translation. They don't have any church nearby. They don't, they've never met anyone there in their whole life who's a follower of Jesus. And so there's thousands of these unreached people groups, and we can't reach every unreached people group as a church, as Rock Prairie Church. But here's what we can do, church. We can reach one of them, and that's our goal. And if every church would do that, then all of the unreached people groups would be reached like 10 times over, okay? So we're going to do our part. We want to reach one of these unreached people groups. And so what Rayma is doing is she's preparing to be our first to go to a group of people. And we don't know where that location is yet, but when we do, we'll, uh, we'll tell you, and we'll all start praying really hard for this group of people. And, uh, but here's the thing. Rayma is the first, but Lord willing, uh, she's not going to be the last. So our vision is to send more people to this one particular group of people so that we can eventually learn their language, and uh, if they don't have scripture, work on translating scripture and eventually plant a church so that there will be uh, in eternity some people from this people group who know the name of Jesus, who are worshiping Jesus, who wouldn't have if we had not gone. gone. And that is something, I don't know about you, but that fires me up. Like that is like the animating thing of my life. Like if we can reach one group that would not have been reached if we didn't go there, man, oh man. That fires me up, and I hope that that fires you up too. And I truly, I'm praying if there would be some more people from our church, even in this room right now, who would be, uh, who might, the Lord might be calling to go. You might be, think, well, it's only for single people. Uh, it's not for single people. Um, at, at the school that Rama is at, uh, she's actually in the minority. Uh, the majority of people are married with kids. And so uh, it's not like uh, all of a sudden getting married and having kids means you can't go to the field. Um, that is so. All I want to say is I'm praying very specifically for this, and we're so blessed uh, that Rama, Lord willing, will be able to be the first. And like I said, you can, and you can see in your bulletin, we have a little more information, but she's having surgery coming up. Uh, she's had some health issues, and we prayed for answers. We feel like we found answers, and so we're praising the Lord that we think we found answers, but we're praying for this surgery uh, that's coming up in a little bit. But that's our vision for missions. So I want you just to understand it because there's a whole lot of things that we can do, a lot of things that need to be done all over the world. But we feel like we want to focus in on what the Lord's calling us to do, which is one group of people who's never heard the gospel before. We want to send our people uh, to go and share the good news. Does that sound like a good vision? Amen. Really excited about that. And along those same lines, then, we were able to uh, take two short-term mission trips as a church. Uh, So one team went to Engage Global in Minneapolis, and uh, the Engage Global team actually spent 
uh, time among unreached people groups in Minneapolis uh, going and learning about God's missionary call to go and how everyone can play a part in that. Exactly what we were just talking about. And then the Impact Ministries team in Guatemala spent time serving there and learning the culture and uh, encouraging Guatemalan workers and then actually seeing the end product of what we're hoping to establish somewhere else in the world. So in Impact Ministries in Guatemala, what they have, it was unreached until these missionaries came and uh, started Christian schools, which eventually uh, started churches. And so we go to Impact Ministries to kind of get a picture of the end product of what we're hoping will happen somewhere else. And we're so excited, Lord willing, September 1st through 9th, uh, we have a team of 15 people who are signed up and accepted and ready to go to Guatemala this year. And so you certainly be praying for that group of people. Very excited about that trip. All right. Another thing that I am thankful for are the uh, improvements to the building that have happened this past year, uh, not the least of which is the Windows Project. Came to to you uh, this last year asking to raise nearly $400,000 over two years to replace the windows, flooring, children's hallways, classrooms, do other necessary improvements. And once again, uh, our church came through in an amazing way and really demonstrated the generosity of this body. And so praise the Lord for that. The windows are in and they're getting finished up now. And... uh, and we're so excited about that. The, the classrooms, the adult classrooms have been painted. I want to thank Jason Hummerkaus, uh, who's been so gracious through Heritage and donating and the painting and the labor for all these classrooms certainly would not have happened without uh, that uh, generous uh, donation. So yeah, thank you. And like we said a few weeks ago, as soon as the rest of that money comes in for the pledges, we'll be able to continue on with these next projects. And so um, if, you have, if you're newer with us, before, if you're here with us since we did the capital campaign, you can still give. You can go on the website and right on the drop-down menu to give. There's a place for the capital campaign. I want to encourage you to pledge to be a part of that uh, so we can see, uh, continue to see these improvements uh, that we need to do. All right, another thing that we're excited about to celebrate are our new members. Uh, We had 31 new members this year. And I know several of you uh, asked when we're going to have another new members class. We're going to have information on that shortly. And like we said, we're going to have that baptism service coming up. So start praying about that. And if you're following Jesus, it's a great opportunity uh, to make that public in the waters of baptism. All right. We know we've got a lot that we're covering this morning. Uh, those are things that I want to celebrate what the Lord has done. And I want to take a little bit of time this morning to talk about some things that we've been working on as a staff that we feel like the Lord is leading us into what we want to work on this year, goals that we have for this year. So the deacons met in January, and we just kind of talked about the state of our church uh, as a whole, talked about things that we're doing well, things that we think we can grow in. And we took that information from the deacons, and we went on an all-day staff retreat uh, back in uh, January, early February maybe, and uh, we boiled that all down to four areas that we feel like uh, the Lord's calling us to work in this year. Uh, one of those areas we talked, if you were part of the parent meeting this morning, was family ministry and how we can do that. Uh, and uh, I want to share two more of those areas with you uh, this year. So the first area we want to grow in is men's ministry. Men's ministry. Uh, Many of you went through the Every Man a Warrior a couple years ago, which was amazing. This is our kickoff uh, dinner from Every Man a Warrior, and uh, it was a really awesome event. Uh, so many of you were part of that. 
And then once Foundations Hour started, our men's ministry kind of took a little bit of a back seat. And so uh, we're ready to really uh, start moving forward in terms of helping equip guys uh, to be able to rightly handle God's word. And so there's a group of six, six men who have been meeting. Uh, we met a couple times now about how we can best equip the, church, the men of our church to do that, to love God more and be more equipped to handle his word. We, that's just, we want to cultivate that desire in our men. And also we, we understand that if, if you have a desire, if you're a man who wants to grow in your faith and wants to say, I want to know my Bible more, I just don't know how to do that. We've got to be ready to help equip uh, those men to do things just uh, like that. And so we have some really exciting things coming and we want you to be involved. So we're planning uh, on kicking things off towards the end of the summer, this coming summer, with a large men's event. So last year, or maybe it's two years ago now, I went to, uh, there's a, at Cornerstone Church, they have a, in Noblesville, they have this thing called Meat Fest, and it's exactly what you'd picture of a men's ministry thing. And we want to steal that idea. And so we're... Uh, we have no creativity on our men's team whatsoever, so we're tentatively calling this Meat Party, and uh, if you can come up with a better name, uh, we're, we need that, so, but we're going to just get together, we're going to do barbecue, and have a time of worship, have a time in the Word, and just have a time just of fellowship as men, and that's going to kick off then our men's ministry, which will start in the fall, and so we need help with this, uh, so if you're interested in helping out with the meat thing, or uh, uh, any other aspect of men's ministry, I'd love to talk to you and kind of hear, hear your thoughts on that. But we're excited about that uh, and looking forward to growing in this area as a church. The final area that I want to share with you this morning that we want to grow in is with our neighbor's outreach, our neighbor's outreach. So when, our, when I first started here uh, four years ago, the neighbor's team and the nation's team was actually one team. It was called the missions board. And uh, we quickly realized as I started to meet with them that this was just too much for one board of people to do everything that we needed to do. And so we split into two, and that's how we have the neighbor's team and the nation's team. And the neighbor's team was tasked with overseeing a couple of things. So they're, supposed, they're called to oversee the benevolence requests that come into our church. So we have every month several people who come to our church asking for assistance for rent or water or electricity or any other hardships that might happen. And ever since COVID, those things have just ramped up tremendously. And so they're tasked with overseeing benevolence requests as well as kind of any outreach uh, events that our church uh, would do in terms of reaching out. Out to our neighbors and what has happened is because those benevolence requests have so ramped up and because there's so much involved with actually ministering well it's not just about writing checks but actually ministering well through those benevolence requests it's taken all of their time and so what we're learning is we need to actually split that team even further uh, into a kind of a benevolence team and an outreach team and so this year and hopefully soon we are going to begin uh, uh, launching a neighbors outreach team that's going to help kind of drive the outreach strategy for our church. We have a couple people who have already agreed to do this, and the only thing that's stopping us right now is we need a few more. So we're, we're praying for three or four more people who are, uh, have a passion 
passion for reaching our neighbors and you feel like you have the capacity in your life right now to give some of your expertise to this and help our church do this. Because again, it's a big deal. This is half of our mission statement, right? We want to make Christ known to our neighbors and to the nations. And so if your ears are perking up a little bit, if your heart's beating a little faster, you're like, I think that could be me. I want to talk to you about this because it's a really uh, vital and important ministry for our church and it's something that we want to get started here soon. It's one of our main goals uh, for this upcoming year. Uh, so please talk to me uh, or mark it on your connection card and we'll, we'll get a hold of you if that's something that you are interested in. All right. It's been a lot this morning. I know it's a very different, uh, different uh, Sunday than usual, but uh, there's one more thing that I, you might have noticed that we didn't talk about when we're talking about uh, just the things we need to celebrate. And that is simply the most important thing, which is the ways that the Lord has been at work in this congregation. And uh, uh, we could, again, spend months if we were going to tell every story of the way that the Lord has been working in your lives. Uh, so we, what we want to do this morning is we want to highlight one story uh, that the Lord has been doing here, and we want to celebrate and give God glory for that. And... Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, one, thing, one of the things that just keeps coming up in my own life when I see the Lord working is just, I think, man, I never would have drawn it up like that, <laughs> but God really knows what he's doing. And we, every, every week at the beginning of our staff uh, meetings this year, we've been trying to start with uh, just celebrations of where have you seen God working in people's lives in our church. And so we just talk about the things that we're seeing. And over and over again, we're just like, man... We can make all the plans in the world that we'd want to, but we would have never planned that. And yet God has so much bigger and better plans than we do. And so we have really, even as we talk about our plans for the future, we do that with the utmost humility because we serve a God that is so much bigger than we can even comprehend. And so God has been doing some amazing things. And like I said, we want to celebrate. Uh, this morning I want to highlight just one story, and that's the story of the Crouch family, Adam and Jenna. And they, uh, the Lord has been doing some really cool things in their hearts and in their lives. And things that uh, if you would have asked them two years ago, they would have said we never would have drawn it up like this. And yet God has been so good and so faithful. So as we close this morning, we're going to watch a testimony video of what God's been doing in the lives of Adam and Jenna Crouch. So take a look. We found out we were pregnant with Conrad. Um, everything was going fine. I was I've been blessed with good pregnancies with the rest of the children and um, just had some things happen at the beginning of the pregnancy that changed. Um, so I had to go to the doctor more often and, and just um, get more care, I guess you would say. At the beginning stage of the pregnancy, just with all of the changes um, emotionally and hormonally, I think, uh, my, my mental health started to take a dive. My dark days were... I didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to be here anymore. Thankfully, I had three kids. that I knew I had purpose and that it wasn't my time. And I know that Jesus died for me and um, thank goodness I had his hope. I just, I felt like I had a cloud. I remember coming to the um, 
5K and everyone was having so much fun and I couldn't, like, I couldn't even get myself there. I just sat there and like, it was not me at all. So that's when I knew something wasn't right because I, I, it wasn't me. Um, and just, I had a lot of thoughts that were not good, that were, didn't want me to be here either. And uh, that's not me either, so. And that's a lot though, like when she first was telling me this, like to process it and to, yeah, I, I was just like, you know, how can, how can you think like that, you know? Um, and yeah, it, it, it was a lot. Prayer, constant surrender, constant. Knowing that it's okay um, to have a bad moment um, and to know that it's not forever because it can feel like that when you are not feeling well you just feel like it's it's gonna be forever and being in his word I mean I, I know that sounds kind of like cliche I guess or the right answer to say but if you just chasing after him like I knew he had a plan and I knew this was a bigger part of this you know something bigger was coming I just needed to ride out the storm with him because he was with me Yeah, so I'd say fast forward, you've been going to your uh, doctors and uh, things are going well. Um, and then you start to have a lot of fluid. They sent Jenna to a high risk um, doctor down in Indianapolis. Then as he's born, um, everything went great. Uh, he came out with a pile of hair like he's got now. Um, and Everybody in the room was quiet. The nurses didn't say anything. They didn't, they're just like, oh, he's good. You know, he's good. It was just like, they were waiting for the doctor to tell them something. Then the pediatrician on staff or call or during that rotation comes in and she's like, hey, uh, we need to have a conversation. You need to wake your wake dad up for this. And this is at 2.30 in the morning. And they wake us up and they said, we think Conrad has trisomy 21. And we're kind of like, okay, what what's trisomy 21? Like, I've never heard it called that. So, you know, hillbillies we are, you know, it's like, they're like downs. Yeah, okay, okay. And so they went through all the factors. There was several physical signs. I think there was eight and he had six of them. It, it's, it's kind of a long, felt like a five hours she was in there, but it was probably only 10 minutes. Um, she's asked if we had any questions. Of course, we had no questions because we were like, what's happening here? Um, and then they left and no one got any sleep. My immediately person that I was gonna call was Pastor Mike. I don't even know why I'm crying now. It's okay. 
So I sent him a text that had to have been 636.45 saying, hey, uh, if you got a chance, could you give me a call? So, uh, Mike called probably at 7 o'clock, and I, I let him know what was going on, and, and then I, I hated myself, because I'm like, we have a beautiful baby, and we're upset. And now that we're, we're not upset at God, you know, we're, you know, we just didn't let him struggle um, in life. And, uh, and Pastor Mike goes, I'll come down there this morning. I was like, no, you can't. Because they're they have COVID restrictions and stuff, and I, I'm 45 minutes. Pastor Mike knocks on the door and you know, hey guys, and uh, I was like, how did he get in here? But uh, Mike came in and you know visited, and we prayed some more, and yeah, and like I said, I mean, it was just a lot to take in all at once. The funny thing, like looking back, there was a lot of things that. I think God was talking to us by soft or not softening, but uh, letting us know that, that things easing would be okay, e easing into it. So, and I'll e I would even go back five years ago. I had a friend that that we were we were talking, and he had uh, a nephew born with Down syndrome, and I really don't know why he was telling me this. It wasn't. I don't know why he was telling me this, but he's like, you know, we told our sister that they're always happy. They're always in a good mood. They're awesome. And that was the first thing I thought when they said that, you know, they're always happy. And um, I don't know why at that time that he told me that. Um, and I told him that this summer and broke down again, just like I did today. Um, and I was like, I really think that was five years ago. God telling you that or tell, telling you that to tell me that it, it's okay. You know, we had a, a gentleman just this past week, he has a Down syndrome daughter and she's 21. He goes, you know, having a Down syndrome baby is, or kid is the best thing ever. And he goes, the only thing I ever told, told my daughter that she has to do for me is make me smile. And I was like, that's what Conrad does to yeah, everybody. everybody. You know, everybody that, that looks at him, he, he smiles, they smile. Be faithful, you know, tr trust in the Lord. Um, he has you, don't fight him. Just just give it, give it to him. I guess if I was gonna tell myself on the other side or someone else um, that maybe is just starting the journey of the struggle, um, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be vulnerable. Um, you don't have to be a superwoman, no matter what this world tells us. That's not accurate. God is our superpower, and we and we need to lean on Him. And the more we do that, the the more faithful we become to Him, and the more faithful we'll see from Him. Praise the Lord! Thank you, guys, for sharing your story. I was thinking about this service and who has stories to tell, and I knew uh, Adam and Jenna had a story to tell, and uh, 
didn't know if they were ready to share it yet, and so just reached out, and the response was just immediate, no hesitation, yeah, we want to share. And the Lord had already been working in their hearts to share uh, what, what he's been doing, and so thank you uh, for blessing our church in that way and uh, for sharing um, and glorifying God, um, and, uh, and what a blessing Conrad is to our uh, church, and we are blessed to uh, have Conrad as a member of our church, and uh, we're going to get to learn a lot from Conrad and, and uh, minister to him, and, um, and he's part of our family, and so um, what, a, what a cool thing. So thank you guys for, for sharing, and um, praise the Lord. God is good. He is so good. He is so faithful, and we are so blessed, and um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> let's go before the Lord, and let's pray.